I'm Chris Lindstrom, and this is the Food About Town podcast. In episode 55, I talked with Colin McConville from Apple Country Spirits, George Klein and Len Doomer from Knucklehead Craft Brewing, and we talked about their fascinating new collaboration called Truce. It's an imperial scotch ale mixed with the Applejack from Apple Country Spirits, and it's aged in barrels. And I got a chance to try it, and it's a really fascinating product and something you really want to go try for yourself. Uh, we, we had a great time as well. I mean, these guys are complete characters. Uh, Colin, Len, and George, they get along fantastically, and I had a great time hanging out with them here in the studio. If you want to try Truce for yourself, and I highly recommend that you do, there's going to be two events coming up towards the end of September. It's going to be September 27th at Knucklehead Craft Brewing in Webster, September 29th at Apple Country Spirits in Williamson. You can buy tickets in advance uh, at Eventbrite, and you get a bottle with your ticket, you get samples, you have a chance to buy another bottle if you really enjoy it. Um, and really, this, this podcast was a blast. I'm really looking forward to talking to these guys again. Uh, it's a great hang, and this is a really cool product, a 20% barrel-aged product drink smooth, you know, sweet, but not crazy sweet, really pleasant. So I highly recommend you check it out and go to one of the events. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it out on social media. I'm at Stromy on Twitter and Instagram, Food About Town on Facebook. Thanks for listening. So, so I've got some. I got characters here today. I, I think that's the best oh, way to describe you guys, yeah. right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we, <laughs> I've we got characters. Anyway. Well, the name of the brewery is Knucklehead. I mean, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so well, <laughs> let's spirits. I see spirits at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's 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 start with the Knucklehead, the Knucklehead crew. So, why don't you introduce yourselves, gentlemen? All right, uh, Knucklehead number one over here is George Klein. And uh, I'm Len Doomer, but I don't want to be knucklehead number two, but I'll still be Len Doomer. Well, one and a half. We'll call him okay, one and a half. I'll be one and a half. Point five. Square. Perfect. You're knucklehead like square. I can be square. <laughs> and to my left, I have one of the fine gentlemen from Apple Country Distilling. Apple Country Spirits. I'm Colin McConville. Fine. I'm the head distiller. We get that a lot. There's a lot of, oh, it's Apple Country Distilling, Apple Country Spirits, Apple Country Distillery, Apple Spirits Distillery, Tree Apple Spirits. I mean, there's... Uh, Definitely a branding issue. Other, other than that. Yes, everything other than Apple Country Spirits. <laughs> right. So it's, it's Apple Country something or other. Yes. And let's let's get the first plugs out of the way. So Knucklehead is located where? In Webster, the corner of Bay Road and Old Ridge Road. Where life, life is, is worth Ridge living Road. and beer is worth drinking. Absolutely. <laughs> Boy, you got the branding right down. That's fantastic. Of course. <laughs> and Colin, where, where do we find Apple Country Spirits? Apple Country Spirits is in Williamson, New York. So we're about... Half hour, 35 minutes east of Rochester, right off of 104. Also the home of the fine rootstock cider works. Mm-hmm. Yep, we've been doing the, the spirits for about um, four years now, and the cidery started about a year and a half. <clears throat> so why do we have these people here today, other than the fact that they're 
entertaining, they're local, and they're putting out good products. Well, we're here because at the now, which which event was this? I I always I get the names wrong. Flower this was the, City Beer Fest. Flower City I Beer believe. Fest, hosted by Roarbox. Yes, this was at the Public Market. Correct. And I decided I didn't want to wait in line for anything, so I was walking <laughs> around the back and talking to people I knew. And don't let that secret out. We don't want more people. To <laughs> 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 well, not not as many people can pull it off because I actually know people, which which helps. Um, so I was uh, I was talking to Colin, and we. Oh, we had we had a really good. Uh, was that a wine barrel aged cider? Yes, we had our wine barrel aged cider, and I think I also busted out the two year Applejack that we had hidden in the <laughs> back. After, although Leonard drank about half the bottle at that. Hey, point, hey, hey so. come on, lighten up! <laughs> Just because I make beer doesn't mean I always want to drink beer. Well, the bottle was getting lighter, so that that's good. Wait a minute, you make beer? Yeah, well, I, don't I thought you beer. drink beer. I just drink beer. Okay, <laughs> good point. Yeah. And sells, he sells too. That's important. You got to do really that good, part. I'm really good at drinking, though. Yeah, I mean the sales part's fun, but. You know, drinking kind of takes precedence sure. in the end. Uh, <laughs> you got to like what you make. Yeah. So so I was talking to Colin, and we were trying some of their stuff, and he mentioned that uh, they were doing a collaboration with Knucklehead, and I got interested right away because what we've got in a bottle in front of us is, well, one, it's a very pretty bottle. It is nice, isn't it? I prefer yeah, handsome. See, I, I think it's distinguished. Too. I don't think it's pretty. I think it's extremely Well, I, I think I think the reason I'm saying Sexy? pretty is it, it kind of has that sky vodka blue color, which I'm not sure which one of you picked that. Oh, that would be Colin. Colin's, <laughs> Colin's all about the colors. Actually, what we're trying to do is we think once we um, sell this product, we think it's going to be fun to watch people sell the empty bottles on eBay. It's Absolutely. <laughs> just because of the, the bottles are so distinguished. And they cost us half an arm and a leg anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Note to self, don't do any really small batch products anymore. <laughs> well, the nice thing about something like this, so what we have in front of us is a bottle of Truce, which, mm-hmm. I mean, if we're doing a collaboration, that's a great name. Mm-hmm. So who wants to describe what we have in front of us? Mm-hmm. I'll, well, take, I'll take the first stab. I'll take the very first stab. And uh-oh. I'm going to be very blunt and very honest because the first time that I tasted this product, we happened to be at Knucklehead and... Uh, we had a meeting, and the owner of Apple Country Spirits is there also. We all sampled this product, and I said, it's MFG. And everybody <laughs> said, MFG? I said, yeah, it's motherfucking good. Um, but we decided we couldn't call it MFG. We had to come up with a different name. I think it would have made for a great label. I think it's a great name. Absolutely. I think it's wonderful, you know? So I, that's, that's my definition of this product. And anybody that tries it will immediately realize it is MFG. <laughs> I, I, okay. I'm sold. So to elaborate a little more on what it actually is, <laughs> besides motherfucking good, um, <laughs> it was so it came together because we wanted to do a collaboration that was a little beyond what you would normally get when you have a brewery and a distillery come together. Um, a lot of times you have a distillery will age a spirit and then give a brewery a barrel and say, "Hey, try this." Um, so what we did instead was we actually made it like a, a port style beer. Um, so we took uh, some of their, they actually made a special imperial scotch ale for this, um, brought it up to about 10% alcohol content, and then we fortified it with our Applejack. So instead of just putting it into a barrel, we actually added about 25% Applejack to it, and that kicked up the alcohol content to 20% ABV. Um, then we put it into a barrel, uh, the same barrel the Applejack came out of. We put it in there uh, and let it rest for about six months to really marry, because if you just add spirits to a beer, it you can taste spirits and you can taste beer, but by letting it marry for about six months, it really came out as something completely different. It's something that you don't see very often, if at all. 
So the Applejack is aged in a charred barrel? Yep, they're aged in a used bourbon barrels. So we actually, we didn't even use like a new newer Applejack. We used one of our oldest barrels to do this because I wanted to make sure as much of that wood flavor was imparted into it and as much of that complexity that you get over time. So um, the final product came out at about 20 ABV um, and it's... Uh, it's it's it it's a trip. It's smooth. a trip. That's for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say for and that's that's one of those things when you try something like a barley wine. When you try these, um, you know these. There's always these like I don't know what to call it. These these challenge beers. These mm-hmm. intense beers. <laughs> and and a lot of them, I think they're just pushing the limits just to push the limits. Mm-hmm. And they're not trying to find a real balance between the things. Yeah. I don't know what you guys found when you were we wanted trying to, it for the first time. We wanted to make something that was actually new um, instead of just trying to replicate a formula and push, <laughs> the, push the limit of something that already exists. Um, and I think to a certain extent we did that because it, it, it does drink very much like you would a port. It's shelf-stable at 20%, so you don't need to drink it all in one sitting. And In fact, we would recommend at least sharing it with friends because we've had a few instances where we may have cracked a bottle and had a little too much and... It catches up with you quick at twenty percent ABV, and it's it's yes, it smooth does. enough to boot. Um, yeah, but it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, not carbonated, um, and it's it's very viscous, but in a very good way. And it's it's got a nice warming effect as it goes down. It's just a a really interesting product that drinks like a port wine, but it tastes like a beer. Hmm. So how did you guys find? So we so Colin was mentioning you know they're using a product that they already have. So for you guys. How did you come up with using Imperial Scotch Ale versus another kind of beer, and did you formulate it specifically for this? Well, we did. We formulated this one kind of more specifically for this, but we did sit down with Callan and his group with various beers, and we kind of just played around with some simple mixes just to get a little bit of a feel for what flavors blended well. And uh, our Scotch Ale and the Applejack really (laughs) blended nicely. So once we decided on those two items, uh, we went to Ooh, town. George, on, I just put ears on. You sound on, really sexy. Keep going. Is that right? <laughs> wow. I'm gonna have to, can See, I every, put every, these ears on? Yeah. Everybody's, putting, uh, everybody's putting headphones on yeah, now. That's really cool. All right. Let me try that again. Wow. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's my voice, huh? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Smooth. Smooth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like truce, man. Just, just, just like truce. I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> I think we were talking about Scotch Ale, yeah. yeah the we're Scotch talking about sexy We were talking about how so, we tried different beers. So we, um, uh, yeah, we settled on the Scotch Ale and um, thought that was going to be a nice blend and then uh, tweaked our Scotch Ale recipe to make it more of an imperial Scotch Ale. Mm-hmm. Um, ample amounts of, uh, ample amounts of uh, caramel 120 in there and uh, some cherry wood smoked malt. To give it a little bit of uh, smokiness and um, so you're doubling roasted up on the, barley, yeah, doubling up on the smoke a little bit from not only from the applejack but from the beer itself. Correct, correct. Well, I think we've talked about it enough. We should probably try it. Ooh, that's a that's a wonderful <laughs> thought. Boy, that sounds reasonable. I happen to have that bottle right in front of me. Let's let's see if we can get this thing open. Oh, that was good. You know, that's a great sound. That yeah. really is. It's yes, like it sizzling is. bacon. You hear that sound, and your mouth immediately starts watering. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, my mouth waters more under. Gonna make it easy and just pass the bottle around. How's bacon. that? Sounds good. So, so let's talk about this. So, where will where will the where will Truce be available for people? Since we're doing plugs, I mean, let's Truce will be available on <laughs> September twenty seventh at Knucklehead Craft Brewing, um, P 
people can go to Eventbrite or they can come in the Knucklehead and purchase tickets. And then uh, the same week, on the 29th of September, there's going to be another private party out at Apple Country Spirits. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be celebrating and launching Truce. Both parties will have the same chef preparing food, and people can buy a ticket, which will give them a sample of Truce, <laughs> also a bottle that they can take home of Truce, an opportunity to buy another bottle of Truce if they want to, because we're not going to sell it to the general public at that point in time, and uh, a bite to eat for dinner. So it should be fun. Uh, the 27th is a Tuesday. It's a night that our brewery is not open to the public, so it will be just a private party. And when we do it at Apple Country Spirits on the 29th, we'll be in the same situation. It's a private party uh, yep. invent only. Uh, excuse me, invite only. Well, that's great. No, because not invite only. You buy tickets. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> well, no, it's an invite. Well, We're I inviting I, everybody I, I to come I, I, and join us. I thought I could invite people out to your place, just not to my You're place. You're more than welcome. We tried to follow some of the limited releases that some of the breweries are doing now because this is a limited product. We have less than 500 bottles. I think we ended up getting about 480 out of it altogether. Um, so we wanted to 480. You told us 340. Now wait a minute. You're holding out on us. Now there's more bottles. <laughs> well, he actually wanted to make sure he had some at his place to sell instead uh, of you guys selling uh, it. All. Now I understand. I thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be about 350 soon. <laughs> all right. So uh, we got to try this. Yes, we do. Cheers. Cheers. If anybody doesn't like it, you can give me a sample, and I will force <laughs> it down. And I'm glad this is 20% too. There's all kinds of schmooge on this glass. Where'd you get this glass, Chris? <laughs> you know, I, that's, I think it's curing everything in there, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. Mm. <laughs> I got to tell you, at the risk of being rude, oh. I drink a whole lot of single malt scotch, and I really like this product. Um, if you're a cigar smoker, uh, I would <laughs> I strongly suggest a Monte Cristo number two with this, no. with this product. <laughs> yeah. Maduro. No. <laughs> Monte Something's Cristo number body. two is perfect. Roma uh, Craft Neanderthal. Oh, too much, too no much. Way. I'll be sweating. I'll be perspiring in my shirt. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's got... So I'm going to you know go into actual tasting notes just because we've got it in front of us. <laughs> I mean, that's it's hard for me not to. I mean, it's got a lot of sweetness and a lot of... You get that almost um, like apple butter, that, con that condensed yeah. apple cider smell to it. Hello. Oh, wait for it. Mine's just landing in my stomach right now. I have a long <laughs> digestive system. But, I mean, you definitely get the scotch ale no aroma to it. <laughs> you can smell the apple. You can smell smell the scotch ale. Right. I mean, scotch ale has that, you know, that beautiful, sweet aroma to it. Mm. You know, so smooth. Every wow. time I sample this, wow. it's like... Okay, I won't say what I was thinking. <laughs> every, every time I sample this, it's like something new all over again. Mm. It's like waking up with my wife every morning, being married almost 30 years, and going, wow, this is like a new woman. This is outstanding. <laughs> Kathy, if you're listening to that, he means it in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. And you know what? I really do see what you guys mean by this. It's at 20%, this is dead smooth. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, and I think that's, it was a great description of it beforehand, is it really maintains that Scotch Ale characteristic. Mm -hmm. But it's not, it's not overbodied either. It's not... Mm -hmm. It's not nearly as thick as you'd think it would be. Yeah. And you get that warmth as it goes down. You can actually feel that 20% in your chest. It actually has that nice sort of mellow, all-body warmth to it because it is higher ABV. Mm. And thanks for wording it that way, Chris, because that's exactly what we were going after, not something that was going to be harsh. 
You know, you drink. I'm not a huge fan. You were mentioning barley wines earlier. I'm yeah. not a huge fan of barley uh, barley wines personally. Some of them are just too harsh for me. Colin and um, I are, though. Are, are <laughs> well, I, and I that's why you, the next <laughs> one of these will be a barley wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think the other problem when you get into barley wines, a lot of them, for me, I'm not a big fan of Belgian yeast. Hmm. Although, in a weird way, this has a lot of Belgian characteristics. You get a lot of that fruit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's from the Applejack. You get a little bit of that sort of esters. and yeah. It kind of plays in that same vein, but it doesn't. For me, it doesn't register the same. Mm-hmm. I think the because the Scotch ale still has that same characteristic. Because I like Scotch ales, even though it's not like my preferred style. Like if I'm going darker, it's enjoyable. And so many people make it's. I think more people make some good ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. While I think sometimes, um, I found more more good Scotch ales than I have like good stouts. You know, and we have some great Scotch ales in town in Rochester. That I mean, Jenny makes a great Scotch ale. Rohrbach makes a great Scotch ale. It's really kind of fun to do comparisons. Uh, we picked it because George and I both like malty beers. So, and with this product, it came across well. Um, yeah, and it also during during the R and D process, we tried it with a stout because at first we thought stout's a classic combination. Um, but it just didn't go as well. Yep. Um, and then I think it was one of you guys came up with the idea, like let's just throw it in the Scotch and see what it tastes like. And we did it, and we we're like, okay. That's it. That's the one. Right. Yeah, it was kind of funny. We all looked at each other. It was like, yep, that, that, that's the one. It, it just blended together nicely. Yeah, it's very complimentary sweetnesses. Also, what's kind of fun is to do a product, a collaboration that's not just two breweries, to do something a little bit different in town. I mean, we've done collaborations with other breweries, and we truly enjoy that, enjoy the partnership, the friendship, the good times we all have. Um, but this is unique in doing it. And Apple Country Spirits, since we opened Knucklehead, We've carried their products um, at our location, and been, we've had a good working relationship, and we stay loyal to our partners, and they carry our beer from time to time quite often. It just has been a great um, symbiotic, if that's the right word. I'm not good with words. We Absolutely. Between the two yeah. of us. Yeah, I mean, it really seems that way because it's, I mean, there's, there's of course, competition between things, and Len's mm-hmm. destroying the microphones. Uh, <laughs> um <laughs> But I mean, there, there's there's so much, there's so many new places popping up all the time. We're mm-hmm. we're getting busier and busier as a town with with the new breweries, the new places that are distilling. <laughs> I mean, there's so there's so many breweries now. What is it? Every three weeks or something, a new one's opening up. It's really astounding. Seems I, like it. I thought it was I thought it was dying down, and then nope. bam! Every uh, every Fall other week comes I'm around, seeing, and they all open up again. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, you it's know awesome. every other week, Will Cleveland's posting about a new place. Right. But the really cool thing is nobody's closing. You look at other businesses. You know, you read. I, I don't read the DNC very often, but you you see that one little section <laughs> in the DNC where they talk about businesses that are going out of business mm-hmm. every week. Small businesses, mom and pop places, right? Uh, and you think you don't see it with the craft beer industry because, or the distilleries, because the the Rochester clientele, the people support it. Um, they enjoy their booze. I mean, plain and simple. They like to go out and have a good time and have some fun. And I think people want that local place that they can go to, that they can the, the one that's closest to them where they can become regulars. I mean, I know even just going into your guys' place, I always see a lot of the same people there. And same for Out By Us when, when we have our cocktail parties on, on second Saturdays and fourth Fridays. Um, <laughs> when was it again? Plug, plug. Tell, tell me when again it was. I, I lost track of that. Was it the first, first Se- Friday? Se- second Saturdays, fourth Fridays. Okay, just wanted to make sure <laughs> I knew. Um, when we have those, we have a lot of regulars that come in that, that, that just like to sit down and they have their preferred cocktails and, and they'll try one of the beers that we have on, be it yours or, or whoever else we have at the time. And um, it, it really is people want that place where they feel like they belong. And I think right. it's it's worked out really well. The old cheers thing, you know? Nice mm. little neighborhood When pub. everybody knows your name. 
It's true. And it really is. I, I was I was reading not that long ago about um, it was a it was a discussion about having that third place somewhere that's not work that's not home mm. somewhere where you feel comfortable that you can you can meet people of interesting mind you can you can discuss things you can be comfortable you can have a good time and I I think it is important and for for somewhere like both of you guys where you have a you are a neighborhood place first and foremost oh very much so because mm-hmm. i mean you're you're in you're not on a main road you're in you're in you're in and around a neighborhood we are in a residential area we're in an r3 area and it's and we're very blessed to be there an old <laughs> goshi store and we love the history of the building and and what it means to people that were born and raised in the town of webster it's really kind of fun so what what, what did it used to be brothel <laughs> well actually <laughs> there's really no for sure proof. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to go public, and my business partner sitting to my left hasn't even heard this yet. Uh, I met a person just this past week that told me that uh, because um, it, the building was built in 1926. It was built as a house, changed hands quite a few times for a few years, and then it was actually a bar uh, at one point in time. And then there was a gentleman named Punk Row that owned it. And Punk Row, there were rumors in Webster that it was a house of ill repute. But I just recently verified... Bronco. I just recently verified that <laughs> Punk Row made chicken. He had chickens, and they made fried chicken, and people would come from the city out to get fried chicken. Is that what they called it back then? Well, this, this <laughs> woman that told me the whole story told me that uh, she's convinced they, that it was a, they sold chickens, what they sold, fried chicken. And I asked her, I said, so what was on the second floor? And her eyes just kind of glazed over, and I said, so you don't know what was on the second floor? Because I heard there were other activities in that establishment when he owned it. Um, <laughs> We don't know that, but then uh, the Seitz family, who are very well known in Webster, uh, purchased the building and they ran it as a delicatessen grocery store, right? A little convenience store for, for years, years and uh, years. Fifty-two years, I think. Yep. The family wow. owned yep. the building, so like a corner, like a corner store with like sandwiches. A, oh, it's corner a store, yeah, exactly. You know, they they had the. Uh, they actually even had the post office in there. That's right. For George will tell years. you the story. George, and I don't mean to date him, but George remembers going to sites. He, he was born and raised in the town of Webster. Well, he, I was raised oh, in the town I'm of sorry, Webster. I'm sorry, that's right. That's right. You <laughs> moved but there was, when you were four? Yeah, three, about three or four, yeah. But he uh, would go there as a child on your bicycle, was it? Oh, yeah. I lived right around the corner on Maple Drive, so I grew up right in that neighborhood. So, And what so. did you go there to buy? Baseball cards and bubble gum, man. Baseball cards and bubble gums. And now what do you buy? It? Well, I shouldn't say you buy, but what, what do you do in that establishment now? <laughs> we, we drink beer. You make beer. <laughs> oh, yeah, we make the beer, too. Amen. <laughs> so it's a, it's a wonderful full circle. And uh, we even have a little display on the wall in, the, in our location, and we're blessed to have it from the Sites family yeah. with images and stuff of what it looked like when it was a grocery store. Right. Uh, we call it the Sites Wall. The Scotch Ale that we're, we're utilizing today, the actual name for this product is Out of Sights Scotch Ale. We named the beer after the Sights family. That's awesome. Um, just because of the history, and they're, they're wonderful people. Well, that's, that's really interesting because I've, I've found more, more and more that as we renovate old buildings, as we repurpose these older buildings, I think there's been more attention to what it was and what it used to mean. You, know, you see a lot of the new restaurants that, are, that have you know, these beautiful exposed brick walls, but the building used to be something else. Sure. So I think they're, I think people are embracing that more and more, mm-hmm. and showing what things used to be and where where Rochester was. The history is really years fun. Ago. The history is great to look back and see what things were because people have those memories, 
And then, you know, as time goes on, some of the memories get lost, unfortunately. <laughs> so if you can, if you can pull them back and keep them alive, it's really kind of fun for future generations. The number of people that walked in the place and go, oh, man, I remember when this was Sitesis, you know, and, and they think back in, in the 60s and 70s as kids and, uh, you know, remember going in there like I did. And uh, it, it is, it's pretty uh, pretty neat to, to come full circle and, you know, even though I haven't gone very far from where I grew up, um, <laughs> come back in that, that building in that neighborhood and... Uh, so we've yeah, got this, this time. we've got this old grocery store that we're blessed to work out of and make beer and sell beer, and then you've got this really cool looking, trendy building out on Eddie Road in Williamson. It's Apple Country Spirits with <laughs> I exposed. I wouldn't really call it trendy. Oh, uh, it's trendy. It's, 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 it's got exposed. It's got exposed beams. It's got a loft. Uh, You're vaulted, just jealous of my floor drains. Vaulted ceilings. <laughs> That's true too. Patio. <laughs> I could go on and on about that location. Stellar bar to look at. Uh, great staff. It's just a fun place. And a wall of windows to see the distillery equipment when you walk in and they do tours. Concrete just, that slopes towards the floor drain. Yeah, well, sometimes. Slopes it depends on the day. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's, that it's, was a great pivot, by the way. Well, my job, that, was my, better than, that was better than I was going to do on the pivot. Well, that was really just, nice. Well, my job is done here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm it just going to sit back. And what's, it's really cool. And I'll throw one more, one more plug. Is coming up very soon is the Haunted Hayride out there. Oh, and uh, the Haunted Hayride <laughs> is huge. So people that go out for the Haunted Hayride out in Williamson, uh, can walk right across the street and have something yeah. to drink. We'll be open during the hayride. We'll be open Fridays and Saturdays, and it's uh, last year they had twenty seven thousand people. Wow. You'll need some really? beer for that, won't you? But oh, yeah. but no. Plenty. Are you guys affiliated with that, or does it just happen to be right across the street? Um, it was started eighteen years ago by Dave DeFisher, the owner of the farm, um, and he managed it for the first I think <laughs> several years, and then he partnered with Entercom. Um, in the past couple of years, Entercom has completely taken over the management because after eighteen years. Uh, Dave is tired of managing it. <laughs> so we are still affiliated. It's still on the farm, um, but it's it's less so ours now, more than they just use our land and all the props that have been there for, for a very long time, and, and, and a lot of the old actors are still doing it, or the narrators, and um, it's it's a very interesting, uh, very interesting fixture in Williamson. It's what most people know our area for. Whenever we're like, people will call us up, be like, where are you guys located? We'll say... Do you know where the Haunted Hayride is at Greater Rochester? They'll say, yeah. I'm like, oh, across the street. <laughs> but, you know what? But Colin, Colin mentioned something. I don't mean to interrupt you, Chris. No, Colin mentioned 27,000 people. But the real blessing is there's plenty of room for parking. I've been mm. out there many yeah. times, and there's not a problem. Because people sometimes shy away. Oh, there's too many people. We have fields no, for that. They, plenty of room for parking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, absolutely. And it's, it is such a fixture. I mean, I've, I remember I have gone out there. And now that you mention it, like, I had no idea it was the same location. <laughs> No idea. Mm-hmm. And now that you mentioned, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, I'm terrible with directions. Mm. I, my, my dad is phenomenal with directions. He goes somewhere once. He can drive there. I use my GPS to get almost everywhere still. <laughs> you and me both. How do I get home, <laughs> GPS? Yeah, exactly. But My goodness, there's hardly anything left in his bottle. You we're, people we're are doing drinking really, too much. We're doing really well. <laughs> it's over a pint. And, and actually, as we're going through this, it's a very friendly... It's a very friendly tasting beverage, and I could see this. I can almost see it warmed. See, I can see it chilled. They yell at me because yeah, I, I, no, I like a little no, bit chilled, no. but they yell better, at me for that. Better to drink it uh, Hides the warm than, than uh, cold. Oh, we're touching all the glasses. <laughs> so I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pivot back now. Mm-hmm. See, when did the sure. first pivot? I'm going to pivot back. So you were mentioning that the place before was a family business. 
and it seems like you guys have really started the same thing that is a real a true family business from top to bottom oh yeah yeah for sure so i mean how how does that manifest itself i know some but why don't you guys talk about that for a second well, <laughs> George is a very generous man. That's how it manifests itself. <laughs> <laughs> George, has, uh, uh, George has been brewing, home brewing, since the 1980s, way wow. before it was fashion uh, and trendy, and making phenomenal beers. And he made the mistake, we're neighbors, and he made the mistake a few years <laughs> ago of allowing me to come over and hang out and drink beer and smoke cigars while he was brewing and try to teach me how to make beer. Uh, some things <laughs> At I that can point, be you realize you couldn't make beer, but you could sell it. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much a losing cause. Len, At that Len point, Len is not made to make beer. Len's <laughs> made to drink beer. <laughs> well, we had some good times in the garage. Let me tell you, some wonderful times, yeah. some wonderful laughter, some strong friendship. Yeah, we had uh, we had a third knucklehead that that was in the garage with us, <laughs> and and that knucklehead did not join us in the business end of things, but uh, but he he joined us in the garage. We had a lot of time to, to brew together, have some fun together. Um, but yeah, we've, we've known each other a long time. We're, we're in the same neighborhood. Uh, gosh, we've been there almost 30 years now. So you guys have been there, what, 27, yeah, 90, 92, whatever that takes me. 20, 24, 25, 24, 25. Look at that. Math is not so, my strong point. That's the sad part. <laughs> look at the big brain on Colin. <laughs> How do you have, fit it all in there? One plus one is two. <laughs> <laughs> my wife would tell you that, uh, uh, poor George, you know, George is an uh, um, engineer by trade, and he was saddled to make beer in a garage with two other gentlemen that were kind of childish, I guess is the right <laughs> word of. to use. <laughs> typically drunk. Half in the bag, yeah. Typically dropping cigar ashes in places that cigar ashes shouldn't be or making mistakes. So um, George, <laughs> my wife says he was kind of like the <laughs> kindergarten teacher trying to keep the two little kids in line. Kindergarten um, would be a lot more interesting with beer. Uh, thus, yeah. thus, thus, the term yeah. "knuckleheads" came up quite yes. often because absolutely everyone says, "Why knucklehead?" Is it because of the Harley Davidson before the Panhead engine? You had the knucklehead, and we love Harleys, but no, because of the Three Stooges. No, we love Three Stooges. It's just because myself and Dave Smith were idiots, and uh, <laughs> George and still are. And George had to keep calling us uh, effing knuckleheads. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we figured we couldn't use the effing part uh, in the business plan. So. Again, see, I, I disagree. Well, I think the label maybe would be a little harder as a business name. Yeah, it might <laughs> right. be kind of difficult. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, now, I mean, looks like, you know, the families are involved. And correct. Um, now yeah. you have a food program, and that's, that's related yeah. to, correct? Len's two adult sons work there full time. Um, I've got a daughter and my youngest son that work there part time. Of course, our wives work there in various uh, capacities right. as well. Keeping you so, in line. Yes, keeping us in line. <laughs> and um, Amy does a very good job of that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, she does. She really does. Yeah. I just made a huge mistake. I used a business <laughs> credit card to buy something personally, and I said, oops, I forgot. Uh, Amy, unfortunately, caught it. I tried to kind of sneak it through, you know. But, uh, <laughs> and Amy said, where's the receipt for this? I said, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> no such luck. <laughs> yeah, she keeps it all straight. Keeps the book straight. And I think that's what our clientele. Our clientele love the product. I mean, people we hear, we're very blessed to hear the comments all the time how good the beer is. Um, and people make comments all the time about the environment. We have a we have a fireplace. We got some leather couches. We have live music on Friday nights. Now it's my turn to plug, Colin. Uh, <laughs> but it's that family environment, and we hear it over and over. And we're I don't mean to sound braggart, but we're very blessed to hear it that this is a very comfortable family business to come into. Uh, no TVs. Not that we hate TVs, 
we just don't want to distract from just the environment. don't want them in our place. That's, that's all. right. Too much distraction. You know, you get a lot of people in there Friday, Saturday nights, and all you hear is conversation, unless we got the live music going, of course. But right. the conversation is great. You know, people come in, and, and it's so funny, too. People spend, you know, five, ten minutes there, get their drink, they'll look around, and they'll come back, and they'll go, do you know you don't have any TVs in here? It's like, oh, somebody take no our way. TVs again? What's going on? That's a good one. I got to remember that one. The mean, the mean streets of Webster, all the TVs are going. Right. They stole right. our TVs and took them somewhere else. And then we opened the kitchen, I don't know how long ago it was. Uh, last October, I believe it is. So it's, 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 approaching, a year. it's approaching a year now that we've got the kitchen open. But, of course, we were doing the grilling over the summer as the kitchen was being built. Yeah, so I mean, opening the kitchen, what's been the, you know, I'm a, obviously a big food nerd as well. What's what was the you know, what what popped out right away? What what became a hit right away out of the kitchen? Bologna sandwiches. <laughs> no, bologna I mean, sandwiches didn't come out right away. <laughs> that uh, does sound great. But they were a hit when they did come yeah, out. Yeah, they though. were. We it, it we really quite funny. And I'm speaking for George, but I don't think either one of us anticipated having a kitchen. We built a brewery and yeah. we wanted to sell beer. That's it. And people kept asking for food. And, and trust me, you can. We gave them oyster crackers. That's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot Remember about that. Remember, we gave them oyster crackers. We at bought the cases of oyster crackers. Here, take crackers these. You'll like these. them. Shut and up. People ate oyster crackers out of caress. That was funny. And oh, then they, we'd have oyster crackers on the floor at the end of the night uh, to clean. And we'd think, why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, my youngest son went to uh, Johnson & Wells for four years, and so he's been at a bunch of different restaurants and recently came back to Rochester to work for Nextdoor for Wegmans. And uh, we coerced him into joining us to open a kitchen because so many people wanted food. And I think what people enjoy the most is the freshness of the ingredients. Yeah. Uh, that man is OCD. He won't buy anything frozen. Everything has to be fresh. Every morning. Uh, every morning he's shopping for he's, he's fresh foods. And that's the way he wants to run the kitchen, and that's what people have been enjoying. I mean, our, our Reuben uh, panini right now, the sauerkraut, right. homemade sauerkraut. He won't use bagged or canned sauerkraut. We've done two private tasting events so far. Correct. Another one um, in November. Yep. That, the, that they've put on, and by the way, they don't let George and Amy or Kathy and I attend it or be part of it yeah. or work it. How's that, huh? <laughs> it's uh, like, yeah, you guys aren't invited. Come don't. on, we'll buy tickets. <laughs> no, we can't no, come. we can't even buy tickets. <laughs> and they sell out real fast, and people enjoy it because it gives them a chance to show off some of their culinary skills other than things we're doing at the brewery, is, you know, the drunken mussels, the pretzels, the paninis, the... Right. What's that platter thing? I can never say that word. Charcuterie yes, platter. Yeah, I can't uh, say that charcuterie. Word. I mean, charcuterie these, these are all things that fit really well with the standard standard fare. And I think that's that's another thing as we as we evolve as a town with breweries, you'll find the places that are the places that are fixtures that are doing stuff like this. I mean, you look at one of your one of your uh, brewing compatriots, uh, Swiftwater. Right. I mean, what a great job they've done with. Oh, Andy's done a great job um, with he mixing really with mixing some fantastic food with what they're doing at the brewery at the same time, and I think that kind of lets you guys stand apart a little bit because there's a lot of people jumping in with beer, but when there's a serious a serious effort to make good food for people, because one one thing I when I when I went to Swiftwater and tasted the food is like oh this isn't just good for a brewery, and I think that's what everybody should really aspire to is if you're going right. to do something, it shouldn't just be good for a blank. You should really try to just. So this be is good. the perfect lead-in to ask you right now. Is is you've got us having this conversation? What do you think of a gastro pub in Webster? <sighs> I think that's a really interesting idea. Webster's Webster's an interesting town. I I only live a few minutes from Webster, but I don't find myself going there very often. Understood. 
I don't. I haven't found. You know, there's places I like, but I don't. There's not a lot that draws me into Webster. You know, now like, do I want to go visit places? Yeah, I want to go visit you guys. I want to go visit Stoneyard. I want to go visit other places in the area. I'd recommend Berries. It's very nice. Very good Irish whiskey selection. Ooh, and, and actually, I did and like good that place. beer selection. Because I'm partial to Murphy's, so they, they have Murphy's stuff. <laughs> All I know is that they have every Irish beer or every Irish uh, whiskey that they can buy. They will bring in no matter how good or bad it is. So if you like Irish whiskey, they have all of them. Yeah, I mean, big, big selection. And in, mm. in a true, yeah, I remember we went in there for St. Patrick's Day, which was a dumb idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's not the best um, If you can get in. Yeah, we just got food to go, but it was actually really good. They did, did a really nice job. Mm-hmm. And I've had some other good stuff in there, but... There's not a lot of destinations in Webster right now. And I think something like that could be a destination almost. Okay. I mean, my, my first thought. But that's the thing. No, I know. I've cut you off on, in asking the question. Something we kick around, we, you know. Yeah. Well, I think the thing when you talk about gastropubs, when you talk about really any concept, is the concept is only part of success. There's plenty of places with good concepts that don't execute. Hmm. And... Mm-hmm. You know, plenty of people that have the best of intentions, that think they're doing good stuff, and in the end, they don't they don't follow through to the level that you need to to be successful. And it's not just not just good product; it's it's good service, it's good environment, it's and everything all at once. And it is marketing too. I mean, it's getting out there and getting the right people to come visit you and and write about you or or share you on Facebook and stuff like that. I mean, unfortunately, that's always the hardest part of any of these businesses is truce or whatever you want whatever you want to call it is a, an incredible product but um that's been our hardest part is just educating people on what it is um and and that's why we're here yeah so wow that was a nice lead in yeah that was that, <laughs> that was, was a really good standing did you read that that was impressive i mean there are cue cards on the far wall <laughs> theater of the any. mind uh, <laughs> but i mean that's one, I think is really exciting that you guys have brought in the family, but you also, you're not just bringing in family to bring in family. You've got somebody who's got the skills, somebody who's got the education that wants to be really good at what they're doing. Right. And we just we just recently um, job posted on Craigslist for us. And for us, it was a, for us, it was a huge transition because everyone else we've hired at our location has been people we know or family connected somehow. So we, we needed some more employees, so we put an ad on Craigslist, and we were amazed at how many people came in and applied that were extremely qualified, some of them overqualified, uh, to apply for the job, and we interviewed three people, and we made a job offer and hired somebody. So it was really uh, an experience to go through because it was nerve-wracking at one point just because we hadn't done that yet. It was something different, and change is, you know, you're, you bring in somebody you don't know that you really uh, don't have the feel for, so... That was interesting, but that's part of the growing pains because when you're a family business and you just deal with family, it's all well and good. People love family, but there comes a point when there's not enough family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not enough. So you. somebody else you has can got always to become make family. more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm kind of done with making more. <laughs> <laughs> those well, those days are over. <laughs> um, I like to practice, though. <laughs> I'm really good at practicing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to ask Kathy about ask that. Ask your wife. She'll tell you. <laughs> oh, you're uh, a dog. You are a dog, Doomer. Uh, 
Sorry, Chris. <laughs> no, that's great. I better uh, cut him off already. <laughs> it's that truce. It's what it is. We've now finished the first bottle. Uh, we're feeling, we're Ooh, feeling the, the first. That implies there might be another bottle somewhere. <laughs> I have a case um, in the car. The, I, I did want to say about the, the family thing. I mean, I, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I grew up in a family business. So my family runs a greenhouse business back home, and I grew up working the family business. Nice. But we all we all left, so my brother and sister do their own thing. I do my own thing. So, for us, I mean, we were we were free labor because we were. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, we understood. Were, we were definitely the free labor part of things, but you know, growing up in a family business, but to keep going and to keep on building for what he was doing now, he had to bring in other people because I'm not in town anymore. And my brother and sister are busy, mm-hmm. so you know, he had to do the same thing. So when I hear that, it is. It's difficult to find the right people. Sure. It's difficult to find somebody that fits with you as a person because mm-hmm. that's that's a big part of it because they have to work with you not only as a business owner but as a personality and fitting in with what you guys are trying to do. Thankfully, I think we've kind of gone through a little bit of the same stuff. We're constantly looking for new tasting room employees and stuff. Um, I think we kind of have the advantage of being in an industry that a lot of people see as a really growing segment. So to a certain extent, we kind of get the pick of the litter. Um, we get a lot of people that, like you said, are overqualified. They're like, I want to break into the alcohol industry. So the best way to do that, and the way I started doing it was uh, you start in a tasting room. Um, you, you start there, and you make yourself indispensable, and eventually they say, hey, you want to help bottle? You want to help do this? You want to help do that? And um, eventually you become a, an assistant brewer or, in my case, a head distiller. But you mean you started you started in the tasting room, but mm-hmm. you had initiative. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of those things where people, if you start low, you do have to have initiative. You have to mm-hmm. make your own. You have to make your own luck yeah. when it comes down to it. You have to make your own opportunities. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that it's it's still one of the few things where you can go up through the ranks uh, because we are really all small family family groups. So we get to know each other. Like when I came out here to join Apple Country, um, I was just a consultant. And then I came out to do their distilling. Um, but over the last four years, like I really do feel like part of the family now. It's a family fruit farm. Um, it's all owned by the DeFishers, and, and his nephew is now the farm manager and everything else. And um, they've really opened me with, they're welcomed me with open arms at this point. And, and it's become that point where everybody that works there now, we're still a small group. We all feel like family. So yeah, and where 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 did you get your start? I mean, you were <laughs> so. Now, now we've we've done the history of Knucklehead, <laughs> and now we're pivoting. Let's this let's is going to be Colin. interesting. Come let's, on, let's, let's, let's get it. In, let's get into the Colin story. So it was a dark and no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got out of a degree with it. Or I got out of college with a degree in history and a minor in philosophy. Not Nat- a very good degree to have right now. Natural move to heavy drinking. And I think things. he drives a Subaru. <clears throat> <laughs> no, it's not a Subaru. Oh, okay. I drive a Ford. It's American made. There right you go. Oh, Ford. Oh, you that. mean the Sander sticker? Uh, what? Yeah, it, 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 Bernie what? or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it seem like old history at this point? Not <laughs> <laughs> for Colin. <laughs> uh, feel the burn and move on. <laughs> um, but no, I got out of college with a degree in history and a minor in philosophy. And when I moved back home, um, I was looking for something to do. And my wife happened to work at a, a farm stand that had attached to it one of the first farm distilleries that opened up in New York when they created the farm distillery law. Um, it was Harvest Spirits. Um, and Which, what, where is, where is home? Um, if Kinderhook, New York, it's about 25 minutes south of Albany, um, Which right is kind in Hudson of, Valley. Which is kind of where a lot of this stuff started. Yeah, Tuttletown was kind of the, the epicenter um, for the craft distilling movement. Um, and they've still really kept 
firm in the in the movement and really helped everybody else out. Um, but Apple Country Spirit or uh, uh, Harvest Spirit started up, and I worked the tasting room, and it was just myself and the owner. So um, he kind of, like I was saying, he, he he started me in the tasting room. Then I was helping bottle, and then he trust me with fermentation, and then he would let me do the distilling. Um, after about four years there, uh, I consulted with Dave a little bit because we were doing a lot of the same stuff. And uh, when they posted the job, I threw my hat in and said, you know, I think I'm ready to, to take over somewhere. And um, since then, I've been playing with two beautiful Vendome stills, 250 gallons each. Um, and they are beautiful. They are. It's, it's, it's almost a work of art. It feels sometimes like I'm working in Willy Wonka's Wonderland. <laughs> um, it's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, kind of yeah. hard to describe how pretty they are. I mean, they're... That that beautiful, beautiful copper. Yeah, we just we just we also just shined and and, and polished the uh, the pot still. So um, please come in and look at it. That's why you have to go to the tasting room and look through the wall of windows <laughs> <laughs> and see me chained to the still because equipment. I am there all the time. No, um, but it, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, kind of taking over. And we do everything on site, so we grow all of our own fruit that we use, all of our own apples, peaches, pears, plums. Phenomenal vodka. Thank you. Um, <laughs> award-winning vodka, actually. Oh, it's uh, oh look vodka. at that! <laughs> great vodka. Um, but although I do prefer the two-year-old Applejack, I think of all the products, that's my baby. Um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's one I drink the most of. But we also enjoy the cherry uh, cordial. cordial. Oh, the cherry cordial is definitely one that of our most decadent. popular products. Yes. It's uh, that's uh, that was a basically made like a port, but with tart cherries, and oh. um, that kind of doing that gave me the the confidence to do truce because i was able to do something lower abv blend a fermented product with a, a distilled product and come out with something that tasted good and that's really what gave rise to truce i think was was doing that and doing a pomo and we have a couple of other fortified wines um and uh yeah that gave me the confidence to be like hey let's try this with beer let's see how it tastes worst comes to worst i can always distill it that's the best part about a distillery is if something goes wrong you just distill it again and call it good <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling us that it's like, oh man, you know what? What if this uh, this imperial doesn't come out like we want it to? You know, don't worry about it. We'll just distill it again. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> and I also have the feelers out with many of the breweries in Rochester. Like, don't throw beer out. If it goes bad, don't throw it out. Give it to me. I can make something out of it. <laughs> well, and that Good could be deal. unique too. I mean, because mm. we're right now, you're you're obviously distilling a lot of you know fruit based mm-hmm. things. Yep. I mean. Distilling beer is not unheard of. Oh no! Um, I think one of the best examples of that is New Holland. Um, they do. They have a whiskey that's made from from beer. It's a hop flavored whiskey, is what it's technically called. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great product. I, I'm lucky enough to have some friends that sent some over. But um, there's also one of the. No, you guys don't get to try it. Did you? Pick <laughs> up, did, no, no. I'm just looking at George and just trying to get his his attention. But did you pick up earlier? He's talking to other breweries. I, I didn't know if you picked up on that. I just let that go right okay. past All me. Right. Yeah. I, I thought we not were to collaborate like, you know, on this. This is just with you guys. Don't I worry. I thought we were kind of special, but I guess you know whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah you are. Special you guys can't anyway, give me yeah. enough beer. I need more yeah, beer in yeah. my hopper. Need more beer. <laughs> Everybody he's, wants more beer. Yeah, he's he's probably brewery. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's um, very modern. Yeah, no, this the the, the <laughs> truce product is definitely just with you guys. Don't worry, Lyle. Okay, I feel you got good. a special place in my heart. Thanks. But um, <laughs> by the way, are you going to drink the rest of that in the glass, or you want me to help you over there? I... Thanks. You're a great friend. You know, wow. <laughs> Colin just gave me his truce. He is a really I can't good. Believe man. you, you actually did that. I backwashed on it. Well, ooh, ooh. <laughs> doesn't bother me. I've kissed you before. You want to try this? Uh, uh, no, I don't remember that. this. When did that happen? No. Um, <laughs> you were sleeping. <laughs> 
Um, but no, there's there, there's definitely room for for working with other people as well. But um, we actually had the five eight five brewers. Um, we got together and I f- put out a couple feelers, and we may uh, be working on something. I mean, it's it's a long ways down the road because whiskey has to age so long and everything else. And um, but there's definitely some hopefully some good collaborations. I mean, they've already done some great collaborations among the breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're hoping to, to maybe bring in a distillery into that too. Yeah. So I mean, as as a as a distillery. What's what's new down the line? I mean, obviously you guys you guys are selling a two year Applejack. That's kind of mm-hmm. your. It, it, it seems like that's the flagship product, really, in a lot of ways. Uh, originally, we thought that the vodka would be. The problem is New York has the second most distilleries in the U.S., and every one of them has a vodka. Um, so the vodka category was already very full, and now there's it's very full of New York based products. Mm. Whereas the Applejack, we're still one of only maybe a handful of Applejacks in the United States. Yeah, I mean it's kind it of a spirit. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 definitely my favorite drink that we make. I mean, yeah. it's it's something that I love just drinking neat or on the rocks or uh, makes a great cocktail too. I mean, we kept it stronger. It's forty five percent alcohol, so if you mix it in a cocktail, it doesn't get lost. And I think that's the problem, even with a lot of whiskeys these days, is even Jack Daniels went down to forty uh, percent um, because they're they're constantly looking to get more and more out of it. And unfortunately, that waters the product down, but. Um, we're lucky enough. We have a lot of barrels down, so I was able to say, "I want to keep this 45. It's close to barrel proof. You can mix it in a cocktail, and it's not going to immediately disappear and taste like water." Well, so I mean, you've you've done a lot of two years. Have you guys experimented <laughs> with longer aging? Because I mean, that's that's the obvious question from a. Yes, we're going to be doing a five year um, a five year next December. Um, not this coming December, but the some of the very first barrels. We always wanted to do a two and a five year, um, and the five year uh, will be ready next December. That'll be our fifth year anniversary. Well, that's that's got to be really exciting. It is. It's that barrel won't be very full. Um, we we have to do <laughs> a lot of say. we have to QA it a lot. Um, we're definitely pulling samples out occasion just to make sure it's still good. Um, well, how how has it been changing over the last few years? It's it's we have a, a relatively high humid environment in the the barrel room, um, and what that does is the barrel will actually lose a little bit of alcohol over time. So you're constantly getting this increase in in the wood wood presence not not the wood but the the vanilla acids and the sweeter notes the wood sugars and things like that so um it's definitely smoothed it out um it probably won't be 45 just because it probably isn't 45 percent anymore um but it'll be a, a lot rounder and more mellow um i think that's really that's why i wanted to do time um we're using used bourbon barrels so it's not getting that just wood extraction it's getting more of that maturation where it's it's no longer harsh it's just smooth and very easy drinking do you need help tasting it? <laughs> um, I don't know if I want to say yes to you because there won't be any left. <laughs> <laughs> Probably get a lot of volunteers for that anyway, don't you? Yeah, but I'm a really good taster. That's the the best part of my month is uh, every month I try and go through and taste the barrels over a week. Um, we have close to 50 barrels now, um, and I'll go through and, and pull a small sample out and take tasting notes and stuff. And it is amazing how some of the barrels change over time. Um, I mean, some of them early on we're getting like weird notes of coffee and chocolate. Um, and then that kind of subsides into more of like a, 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 a caramel and, and, and butterscotch. Do you typically do that the first week in the month? or? <laughs> um, it's usually on the first Monday at, th- at, at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, that's, that's more one of those projects that if I have time, I do. Like there's, there, we're, we're pressing apples constantly, and, and it's, it's something that I can fit in. I don't want to do all at once, so sure. I'll, I'll, I'll just do it through the month and, and, try, and try and get the tasting notes now. Yeah. yeah, they need a little bit more notes than just 
man, that's MFG. <laughs> right? right? Well, I, I, I can think, give more notes. I can, I can come up with other words. What was the, what was the other name? Oh, the Jetman is really good. <laughs> I, I can get all kinds of words out there. He yeah. can accent the words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We can do all kinds Put of things. Put some agues and umlauts in there. No, um, I think we were... What was the other name that we were going to go with? That... This doesn't suck. This I think that, that was. Oh, I like that. That was George's name. He's like, this doesn't suck, and we're like, okay, well, that's, George, that's actually George, a decent tell, name. George, you got to tell the history behind that, though. Well, yeah, it's kind of one of my favorite sayings around the brewery when we have a new beer come out, or, or yeah, I don't know, maybe not a new beer, maybe yeah. just any of the beers. You know, we'll we'll check them out and try them out, and it's like, yeah, this doesn't suck. So that's been kind of my. I don't know. That's our go-to line. Go-to line, I guess. Yeah, it's a great first step. Coming to a t-shirt. I mean, I mean really, what what a great first step when you, say, when you taste something, soon. right? Right. Because you 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 can't you can't move to the next step until it doesn't suck. Right. That's right. I mean, it's right. it's hard to jump from oh this is awful to oh my god this is amazing. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, you really need to. And the bar is constantly lifted. If it doesn't suck, then it gets better. And then the next time you do it, it's like, well, it's not as good as the other one. So this kind of sucks. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make it better now. <laughs> no, we haven't had that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no, fortunately, knock on wood or whatever the term is. That, that's the term. <laughs> I'm, I don't have the <laughs> druids, whatever they are, the people that worship trees. Hipsters? No, 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 no. <laughs> England, 15th century people that druids, where it came from, knock on wood, came from druids. Mm. And Do you care to regale us with the you're, history you're of knock history. on wood? You're a history, and you didn't know where that that Southeast from. Asian foreign policy history. Oh wow! Wow, I never knew that. Oh jeez, <laughs> how cool! I know what the there's next probably a lot of jobs out there for those guys, yeah. huh? Oh yeah. I know what the next podcast I want to do is. Wow, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I got a friend, too, that doesn't yeah. And actually, I am actually really interested. I'm not sure it would be a good podcast, but that's something I want to hear more about because... My wife is much more of the traditional history person where she actually works at the Webster Museum, and she's American cultural history. So she's the type of person that will watch a movie and be like, that, that, that skirt doesn't fit the time period. <laughs> so she's, she's very good at that. And, um, but she's very much more what people expect from a history major, not me. A pain in the ass. A very particular person. <laughs> no, no, his wife is no, 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 no offense to Colin's wife, of course. No, of course not. But I mean, that's one of my favorite things to be is an annoying know-it-all, mm. and I think that's a uh, it's a great quality for a history person. She actually went to school to be a dramaturg. A what? Exactly. He didn't wow. say turd. Turg? He didn't say turd. Turg. He did not say turd. Turg. I don't even know how to spell it, but they're basically what, the what people that? that help with production, and they're the ones that to make, make sure everything's sure. correct. They make sure everything's correct, yeah. but they also want That's the actors. Right. Lenny was a little drama queen back in <laughs> high school, too. I what forgot about that. I'm still a yeah, drama queen. Yeah, well, that's queen. true. Come on, yeah, that's true, yeah. I don't see you in a kilt on Friday and Saturday nights. <laughs> no, you know? no, no, no. They, they also make sure that the actors know why the play was made. So they, they know, like, if all plays should have a political grounding. Um, that's just the nature of drama. And, and, and she was the one that would write, like, a brief on this is what this play actually means. Gotcha. Well, it's kind of interesting. It, it's interesting, but it's not. It's New York City or Boston, right? <laughs> What's really interesting is to get Colin and his wife Amy together. She's oh, always fun. wrong, and they're ask them a question when they when they politely argue back and forth about something. We're called the it's, Bickersteins. It's it's hysterical. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. very entertaining. That sounds right up my alley. It's one of my favorite things to do is that. They would be fun to have in here for a podcast, the two of them. If you have some select oh, questions, you man. ask them. Get them going on some history I things. That could be fun. Pointed historical questions <laughs> podcast. <Yeah. laughs> it's like, no, Colin, that's not right. 
That's <laughs> not right. And let, let me tell you how it really was, and then you know, pretty much, yeah. No, that's that's exactly how it goes. And then we can get we can get Jake in here too. Jake is a, a history Jake's guy. Jake's a history right? major. Oh yeah. man, the yeah. three of you guys could go nuts. History major. Now he makes beer. What an interesting yeah. transition. Yeah. I see a lot of these history transition. people with alcohol in their in their future. Hmm. Yeah. saying something, isn't you it? You can't find a job. You end up drinking too much. <laughs> then you start working at the brewery. And yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> go from that's there. That's a good point. And it turns into Truce with a really cute label. It, no, and not it, cute. Let, handsome. Let me, let me see oh, the label again. I think it's distinguished. I think it's distinguished. You see the, I, I think the label the label's definitely more distinguished than the bottle. <sighs> <laughs> now, I, say, I think it blends really well. I love well. that bottle. What about that I, nice wax? I love the whole wax. thing. I love the wax. Though, huh? I love the cork. The wax top is good. I do like the wax top. It's a classy move. I mean, nobody's going to argue about a Thank wax you. top bottle. Nah. I don't think a lot of these bottles, I could be extremely egotistical, are going to be in the recycle bin. Oh, I hope not. What's going to happen is they're going to go out to Apple Country Spirits and beg to have them refilled. So... <laughs> We did do two barrels of this. Oh, I wondered if somebody yes. was going to make that count. <laughs> there we <laughs> Let go. Let the cat out of the bag. I was going to keep the cat in the bag. No, 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 no. Um, we uh, we did one at six months old. That's what we bottled for this. Mm. Um, the next one we'll release at a time to be decided later, um, and that'll be interesting to see what the difference is between the six-month-old and the year or the year and a half or the two year, the six year, whatever we decide on. So it's kind of like going out and getting Pokemon. What you want to do is come to How one of the po- parties. What, this is, okay. I'm, no, I'm, no, you this is come, quite a segue. You want to come right now to either the 27th of September or the 29th of September, either one, either Knucklehead or Apple Country Spirits. You want to <laughs> you want to buy a ticket. You want to get a bottle of this. And by the way, you can buy another bottle at the event. And then when the future one comes out, you'll have a collection. And you want to see which one compares. So is it yeah. a special Pokemon that's not real common, or is it just but common? Len, we, got, we got to back up. We got to back up to what he <laughs> said, though, because oh. he said, you know, it could be, you know, twelve months, two years, six year. He does realize how old you and I are, right? I didn't catch so the six year. He said six year could be I'll six be dead. year. I'll be so, dead before then. You know, we can't we can't go six years. Yeah, Maybe, we can't go six years. I'll look like this. Maybe another six months. <laughs> so we got to do something sooner. It sounds like he's almost saying it out of spite. We're not on camera, Len. They can't see that. Ah, shit. Sorry. (laughs) He's almost saying it out of spite. You know, hey, if you guys don't want to cooperate, it's going to be five more years (laughs) before we put this out. Five more years before we release this. And oh, by the way, it's in my place, not your place. So I have control over that, right, Colin? That's about possession, you know? What is it? Seven-tenths of the law or something like that? I think it's nine-tenths, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to give you at least some of the some of the some of the law on your some side. Of tents, <laughs> some tents. of the tents, a couple of the tents, a couple tents. Yeah, give me a couple of tents. <laughs> and we are we are looking at not just doing this. We're probably going to replicate this again, but we also we're always experimenting with other mixtures. Um, we we had a meeting recently where we tried them, and we we think we got a couple ideas on mm-hmm. something that we can release around February or March. Yep. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do yeah. it. It is a tough job. People don't realize how stressful it is. Yeah. You wake up in the middle of the night, you get some idea, you say, oh, my God, what should we name this? Should this beer oh, be the, the one that's tickled and a taint? Or should, you know, it's, oh. <laughs> it all comes down or the to Put- a lot of things. Or the Russian Imperial, the Putin Tang. Putin Tang. Putin Tang. And that was great. I still got the picture of Vladimir Putin winking. Uh, that was a great logo. Nobody agreed with me, but hey. <laughs> what happens when you're drunk? Uh, that, that's when the best ideas are found. That's, when that's definitely ideas. when the best. We call ideas it inspiration. It's it's inspiration. Yeah, it's it's, sure. it's, it it's inspiration. Marketing meetings can have to be fun somehow, and they're definitely not fun trying to come up with a name. I mean, we worked with. Speaking um, of inspiration, I bought yeah, one. I, I have know. none. I know. I mean, what if you made a product that was a vanilla porter, and you couldn't a maple vanilla porter, and you couldn't come up with a name? 
And somebody said, you know, take a picture of a little Madagascar vanilla bean and f- call it Flick the Bean. And other people said that's <laughs> oh. not a good name. I think it's a great oh, yeah, name yeah, for yeah. a beer. <laughs> but other people said no. And, and by the way, you can't steal that. Anybody listen to this, you can't steal that. Chris, name. are you, uh, are you I seeing what I, what I have to deal with with, with this guy now? You so know, I, so I have no idea why you called the brewery why you called it. I mean, hey. Because <laughs> it definitely doesn't make any sense. Knuckleheads galore. Come on now. Oh, <laughs> we have a whole lot of fun. And we get clients that give us all kinds of fun names too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, once once people shy. get once people get engaged with it, I mean that it, it's it makes it more fun for everybody when they can chime in. A oh, little it bit. really does. And names like that do have their place. I mean, Dogfish Head came out with Golden Showers. Golden Showers was mm-hmm. a, a, a golden ale or whatever it was, and they got it through the the cola process, the the certificate of label approval, and then what was it? Two or three weeks later, they said, "Oh no, we figured out what that was. You can't use that bottle <laughs> oh, no. anymore." Well, that's you can't what amazes that. me is that company that large versus Stoneyard. Not in you know Jay Nichols' company, they filed a cola and got it for a beer called Pith P I T H Pith out your ass. <laughs> they haven't made the beer yet, but they're going to make a beer someday called Pith out your ass, and they've already got the name. I think it's hysterical. I that's think great. It's a great name. Yeah, it's just. And people that have a warped sense of humor will gravitate to the beer and say, hey, this is kind of fun. Let's try it. Look well, at the bottle. I think that's something that's always been in the brewing industry. I mean, look at BrewDog. They have the end of the world or, right. or the end of history, which is coming to the U.S. I just got a, an email about it. It's coming to the U.S. And it's the bottles are in um, uh, taxidermied squirrels or chipmunks. <laughs> and um, That's excellent. Yeah, so and I saw the bottles. Wow. That's right, squirrels. Yeah. They are the best bottles I've ever seen. It's also the strongest beer ever made. It's 57% or something. But it's, it's Oh, yeah, I'd heard of that. It's yeah. not. I, I tried uh, Tactical Nuclear Penguin, which was their first one. It was like 30-something percent. And they're not actually beers. They're crystal fractalizing. So they're actually taking taking beer, freezing it. The water freezes off. They're, taking, they're pouring the alcohol out of it and doing that over and over again. Right. So in the U.S., I don't even think that counts as beer. I don't think you guys could do that. That's a distilled product. I say it's kind of it's distilling without yeah. distilling. It, no, it's 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 another form of distilling. There's heat distillation, which is what we do, and there's crystal fractalization. Now, for those of you at home, don't crystal fractalize because you're not just you're not just magnifying the good alcohol. Isn't alcohols. that how I make meth? That is how you make meth. Okay, the blue meth, especially. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of money to be made in that, you know. Yeah. Um, but you, you're <laughs> More not than breweries. You don't just um, magnify the good right. alcohols. You're magnifying the bad alcohols too. So mm. those those are you have to have a really clean fermentation to do that. So which, these bottles are really cool. They're really cool. We should do that. Taxidermy animals. Are they as cool as the truce bottle? Because look at this bottle. This is an excellent bottle, <laughs> an excellent label. It should be for $2.50 a label. <laughs> real gold. It has real gold on the label. Oh, come on. No, it doesn't really. <laughs> ten ten carats. Gold foil. Gold foil. Ten carats. Gold foil. Scrape it off. All, All right. right. So I'm, I'm going to ask another I'm going to ask another serious question. Uh-oh. So... This will probably spur Have you off. asked the serious question before? I don't know. It's oh, hard okay. to say. Okay. So I wanted to follow up on the Applejack stuff mm. and a classic cocktail that kind of got Jack lost Rose. over the years, the Jack Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife actually, so shameless plug for my wife's artwork. She did a um, six piece, um, six pieces of classic cocktails. Mm-hmm. And one of the original classic cocktails was the Jack Rose. Yep. An Applejack based cocktail with grenadine and mm-hmm. lime juice. And, I mean, if you're making your own grenadine, you're doing all the other stuff, it can still be a beautiful cocktail. Oh, yeah. And grenadine is uh, pomegranate, not cherry. Absolutely. Proper. I know everybody always thinks, oh, grenadine is cherry juice. No, no, it's pomegranate. Proper grenadine, which, which makes it complex. Mm-hmm. And a cocktail that's almost been completely lost yep. because nobody makes Applejack anymore, <laughs> or very few people make Applejack. I think I can name six. 
Well, there's like in the country, and there's the brand name of you know the the big name in Applejack, but Laird's. that's you know it's it doesn't quite have the no Laird's is Laird's is Laird's is an interesting case. Um, they are the very first distiller in the U.S. or the the oldest distiller in the U.S. Their their uh, permit number is zero zero one, um, and they make some really incredible products. The problem is. Their regular Applejack is a blended Applejack, so it's 60% neutral grain spirits, um, 40% apple brandy, um, whereas ours is 100% apples. And they do have some other ones that are um, 100% apple, um, but the problem is everybody's gotten used to that kind of blended Applejack, which drinks very much like, or at it, 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 the price point, and it drinks very much like a Canadian whiskey. Um, but ours is 100% apple, so it definitely comes through with a lot more of those those nice sort of mellow spice notes like the cinnamon or the, the the butterscotch and i'd imagine it plays better in a cocktail like that too where it can yes. stand out a little bit yep more. and also that's that that goes back to what i was saying earlier with the higher alcohol content too um it actually sticks up for itself in a cocktail it doesn't get lost yeah and when it comes to apples now i know cider is a very <laughs> it's kind of restrictive on what kind of apples you can use just because i mean the more you use what we would call dessert style apples mm-hmm. It doesn't offer the same kind of characteristics as some of the classic cider apples. I think um, for apples, the problem that some of the big cideries are seeing these days is for hard cider, they're blending a lot of different apples together. And the problem that you get with that is just like grapes or anything else, if you mix too many colors together, you get brown. So everything that they make starts tasting the same because you you get all these different flavors together and it makes that. So um, a lot of them are switching or a lot of the craft guys are using single varietals or maybe just two varieties in each one. Um, and there is a rise to the dessert or to the um, old heritage varieties. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because they have a very different flavor to it that people aren't used to. And, and people, what I've found over time is people like what they're familiar with. Um, and that the, 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 the sort of New England style with those heritage varieties and the Brett and things like that just taste different. It's like the sours. There's there's definitely a segment of the population that drinks sours. So what do you use? But I'm not those? one of those. What <laughs> apples do you use in your Applejack, Colin? And and does it does it matter as much in the Applejack <laughs> as it does in hard cider because it, they're very very different products? Correct. Um, it doesn't so much in the Applejack. I'll use anything. Um, we grow two dozen varieties on the farm, so I've used whatever we have available to us and found relatively little difference. Heritage varieties, there's a little more flavor there. Um, I haven't used those for the Applejack yet. We're working on a couple side projects with the Heritage. We just don't have a lot of them yet. Um, and it takes a lot of apples to make spirits because you figure if you first you ferment it, you get about 7% alcohol in the hard cider, and then we're just using that 7% alcohol. So that's a lot of gallons going into it. Mm. Mm. Because you're basically making a cider and ter- and then distilling it from there, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're making hard cider. That's what all pretty much all of our apple based products are made from is hard cider, then distilled out and um, treated differently. The vodka is distilled to almost pure alcohol. The applejack is distilled to a lower percentage, so it keeps more of its character. Hmm. But we also work with other fruits that we're we're we're, we're playing around with, and um, we do sell some fruits to to breweries as well. So um, I'm still trying to convince these guys to use some of our raspberries or something in one of their beers. But <laughs> and people do love people love fruited beers. Oh yeah, yeah. We we actually did what three in a row here this summer yeah. uh, of some fruited. Your beers. cherry vanilla porter was wonderful. Oh, thank you very much. That will have to come back at some point for sure. Sounds what was like the a real name of that product. I wonder. The real name? Flick the, the cherry, cherry bean. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's I mean that that sounds like a real crowd favorite. 
Absolutely. Yeah, raspberry raspberry works real nice. We made a, a raspberry heffy last summer that mm. went over real well. So um, you just had a peach something, didn't you? Your we peach. did. We had a peach pal out. That was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, that, that went over well. So, I mean, for you guys, you've been, how long have you guys been running now? Knucklehead guys. We'll be two years, December 20th. Okay. So, you know, a little so, over a year and a half. So what's your what's your base? What's your flagship? What is when people come in and they say, "Hey, what is what do you guys do best consistently? What what are they going to look at?" Well, we have six flagship owls. Um, our number one seller is named after Len's wife, Kathy's Cream Ale, and Kathy's Cream Ale is a I like to refer to it as a nice entry level craft beer. It's easy drinking. It's it's you know. Relatively low in alcohol. It's not huge. It's you know. It's good for going 5. out on the boat, 6%. drinking a Yeah, you know, good hot weather beer. I honestly didn't think it would be our number one seller, but it turns Neither out. Did I. Turns out it's our number one seller. Um, we have Eretz Amber, which is a nice uh, amber ale. Um, I actually originally that was Amy's amber that was uh, made for my wife because she could tolerate a little more hops than Kathy. <laughs> so we went with a, uh, an amber for her, and um, we, we named it Eretz Amber. Eret is a, a distant relative of mine. Uh, George Eret was a brewer in the late 1800s, and uh, he was out of New York City, um, largest brewery in the United States in the late 1800s, believe it or not. Interesting. So, unfortunately, he wasn't in the great-great-grandfather side. It was more the great-great-uncle side. So none of that $40 million... <laughs> came down towards me. Yeah, I'm connected by name, but no, no money flowed this way, you know, unfortunately. but uh, Sounds like a pretty raw deal. Yeah, yeah, but it, you know what was kind of cool, though? Not long ago, I got a call on the telephone at the brewery, and the kid asked for someone who was related to Eric. And uh, I don't even know if I answered the phone or one of the kids picked it up or something, but um, next thing you know, I'm on the phone with this, this young man, and, and we're talking, and he... Uh, tells me he is a relative of George Eretz, and he had discovered us somehow. A friend of his out in Colorado or something told him about us. Go figure how, how that happened. Craft but beer's a small world, man. It, it, it is, is a small Everything world. Everything spreads really fast. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. So he ended up actually visiting the brewery about three weeks after that phone call. Wow. Um, of course, you know, Gave him the, the, the full gamut of beers and everything, and then he proceeded to buy just about every shirt and hat in the place because he wanted to bring back for family members, you know? That's awesome. So that was pretty cool. But uh, uh, after the Eretz Amber, we have a day-to-day IPA. Um, one of Lenny's favorites over there, he's, he's kind of a hophead, so he came to me one time and said, uh, George, this is what I want. I want this... This hoppy IPA that should be about this alcohol and about this IBU, and so he turned me loose, and we lo and uh, behold, the beer shows up. We made really cool. <laughs> we made a day to day IPA, kind of kind of a session style IPA, a little lighter. It started out as a session. We were down around hovering around the five percent mark, mm -hmm. and then um, we brought it back. We actually that was a seasonal at one time, and then we kind of brought it back. And we ended up bumping our Power Punch Pale Ale out of the way and slipped this in as a seasonal. And um, at that point, we started tweaking the numbers a little bit because, uh, you know, our tagline is Ale with Attitude. So, you know, 5% beer didn't have a lot of attitude mm -hmm. there. So uh, we, we bumped it up just a little bit anyway. But um, that is actually giving <laughs> Kathy's Cream Ale a run for its money. 
One, I think, uh, I think the little extra alcohol it kind of rounds out some of the hot flavors. As it well. does. It does. You get and a little more extraction on things too. You get a little cleaner flavor. Yep. Yeah, you get better hop utilization out of that, and just you know. Now, if only pe- only people well, could say it correctly when they order it, not day da day. Uh, day. Oh man, we've heard oh, all kinds priceless. of <laughs> day da day. And Depends like, on what time of the day. night, I assume, right? <laughs> oh, it's it's funny. Uh, we don't we don't get too many uh, people that had too much. We don't tolerate drunks very well. Well, only, it's, if it's, only if it's me behind the bar. <laughs> I was going to say, I have to tolerate them occasionally, but you know. <laughs> but in clients, we don't. <laughs> but that's good. I mean, that's 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 always that's a sign of a place where people are really enjoying themselves. Correct. Correct. Um, you know, you don't get a lot of people going way overboard because they're they're enjoying themselves. They're having a good time talking. Yep. Good time talking and eating good food, and you know, we yeah. we really don't have problems there. It's really quite nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, we we ended up at you had your your single ah, IPA. Yeah, so we've got we've got the, those three out of the way. So then uh, let's see, we've got a, a Scotch Ale, which is the out of sight Scotch Ale that we talked about. That little bit of cherry wood smoked malt in there, give it a, a nice little hint of smokiness. Uh, we have our Knockout Stout, which is uh, a nice kind of chocolatey coffee tones. I I can't believe how many women end up liking a sweet stout. Um, you know, they'll come up and and they'll Try to get their tasting flight put together, and uh, you know, oh, I don't, I don't like dark beers. I, I don't think I want to try the stout. And it's like, well, do you like coffee and chocolate? And they'll say yes. And I say, well, then just try it. If you don't like it, you don't have to drink it. Just try it. And nine times out of ten, these women end up they drink it, liking the stout. Mm. Uh, and then the rounded off are uh, what I refer to as my back medicine is the Belgian IPA. <laughs> That's a 9.1% alcohol Belgian triple married with an IPA. Hmm. Um, six different hops in there um, at various times, of course, and it, it, uh, it's, it's pretty smooth for a 9%er. And uh, when my back is out of sorts, I have a couple of those, and that just kind of relaxes those muscles. Well, now you only need one truce, and you'll be good to go. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> 9%. <laughs> I, won't, I won't feel my lips after one bottle of that. <laughs> Amateur hour, 9%. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine drinking a bottle of that. I, yeah, there's, defi- there's definitely a reason why in the literature we've said, share it with friends. Share it with friends. Share it with yeah, friends. I mean, is it is shelf-stable, so you can keep it just like you would a port or something. It'll last a couple months, but uh, share it with friends. It's, it's, a good, it's a good drink for that. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely something that, that gets the conversation flowing, as we see here. Absolutely. And I, I think it's, it's a good time for something like that, too. I think, you know... Port and sherry and those kind of things kind of went out of style for a long time, yeah. and I think they're kind of coming back into style as people try to be more creative. So. Yeah, I, I'm a big port fan. It's something that I always have a couple bottles sitting at home, and um, it's something that I enjoy that that you don't see a lot of. I mean, most places have like the one or two, the the Sandman or the Taylors, and and that's about it. But there's a couple places in the area that have a decent port selection, um, and it's it's just something about drinking. Something at that ABV with those kind of characteristics that work perfectly after a meal, and I think this this fits that perfectly as well. It's a, a different flavor profile, but um, as Len was saying, with a nice cigar after a meal, I mean this is this is going to be. We'll disagree on what kind of cigar, but uh, <laughs> <this will> be, <laughs> that's okay. We can disagree on as long as we both enjoy the same drink. We can have different cigars. Mm. Is that allowed? I suppose. <laughs> Well, I think we found a way to disagree and agree at the same time. And I think what we're going to do, because we could do this forever, we're going to cut it off now. 
and perhaps save some more discussion for another time. Great. And let's get the plugs out again for the launch of Truce. We've got two ticketed events coming up. Mm-hmm. They're going to be uh, there's two ticketed events. It's um, September 27th at Knuckleheads. Um, it's limited to 100 people. Um, starts at six. Um, definitely pick up the tickets. Check out their Facebook page. Um, and then the other event is September 29th at Apple Country Spirits. Again, limited to 100 people. Uh, the tickets are thirty dollars each. They entitle you to a bottle, food, and some tastings of the, uh, the 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 truce, so that you can try it too while you're there without having to open your bottle. Um, and you can also then purchase another bottle. Um, so it is a limit two bottles per person um, at each event because um, we only have four hundred eighty. They're really wise people. So far, what I've seen the responses, they seem to be booking both events because you can come on Tuesday the 27th <laughs> to Knucklehead, and then you can go again the 29th out at Apple Country Spirits. Yes. And uh, end enjoy up with four bottles. And end up with four <laughs> bottles. This, the, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I frequent a lot of the, the, the beer trading forums, like on Reddit and things like that. It'll be interesting to see if any of these end up there. I'd say it's yes. strongly likely based on <laughs> what I've seen in these communities. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are hunting for things and something yeah. unique like this. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's good because you need you need people to be well, advocates for this kind of thing. Oh, too. And I would love to see this product hit California or hit Texas or hit somewhere else. I mean, yeah, I want people to drink it and enjoy it, but I want a lot of people to try it too. Yeah. Well, let's get let's get the detailed plugs for everybody's uh, everybody's businesses out there. Colin, why don't you go first? Uh, Apple Country Spirits and Eddie Road and uh, Williamson, New York. We're really not that far away from Rochester. I promise. <laughs> Doesn't take that long from no. Webster at all. That was really good. It actually is a quick drive. Yeah, everybody's always we're always like we're in Williamson. They're like, oh my god, that's like an hour away. We're like, do you go to Sodus? They're like, yeah, it's like half an hour to Sodus. We're like, or it's like forty five minutes to Sodus. Yeah, we're fifteen minutes closer. Oh, okay, got it. And social medias? Uh, it's Apple Country Spirits on uh, Facebook or no, it's Tree Vodka on Facebook. Um, it's Apple underscore Country underscore Spirits on Instagram and Twitter. We don't really have beautiful. Boy, that was good. Okay, so Knucklehead Craft Brewing, 426 Ridge Road, Webster, New York, where life is worth living and beer is worth drinking. <laughs> We're right next to the mobile gas station on the corner of Bay Road and Ridge Road. Don't so plug if, the mobile. If you, well, if you get off at 104, it's, it's easy to landmark. find. good landmark. You just <laughs> hit that mobile gas station. We're right next door. Our event will be the 27th of, of September, starting at 6 o'clock. You can buy tickets either at the brewery with cash, or you can go to Eventbrite. Uh, and I believe Apple Country Spirit, same thing. You've got yep. it set up on Eventbrite. Um, what else? Uh, uh, knuckleheadcraftbrewing.com is our website. Facebook is also knuckleheadcraftbrewing. Instagram, I don't even know what our hashtag Kyle does it. I don't yeah, do that. I don't know. And Twitter, we don't do. <laughs> just search for knucklehead. You'll, you'll find just, it. You'll find it. Search yeah. for knucklehead. You'll find one of us. Trust right. me. Right. Yes. And, and Chris, we want to thank you. This has been a real blessing and an opportunity. Thank you very, yes, very much. This was a blast. I'm really glad fun. we had a chance to do it. And people I've heard interviewed before, but it'd be hard to do something boring with you guys in the room. <laughs> so <laughs> Next time I'll nice bring Applejack and we'll really see Len go to town. <laughs> you know, as, as a quick side note, I, I got to tell this one story. Uh, oh, here we go. George and I had an opportunity. Eastman Savings and Loan, local bank, ESNL, had come to us about an opportunity for uh, they were going to f- showcase some local businesses, uh, so for advertising and publicity within their branches. So we got an opportunity to go have a 30-minute interview with them out at... Uh, uh, 
Dix, was it was it Dixon? Dixon Schwabel. Dixon Schwabel yeah. out in Victor. And we went out to the location for our 30-minute interview, and we walked in the door, and I'll never forget it. It's uh, cool out. It's wintertime, and they've got this gorgeous two-story slide. <laughs> so I said, can we go down the slide in the lobby? And they said, well, it's really for little kids. I said, can we go down the slide? <laughs> and George and I went down the slide. Our interview was just over an hour, and we walked out of the interview. I said to George, I think we just won. I think we're going to be the company they picked. And lo and behold, we were the company they picked, and they did a nice thing for us, some good publicity that didn't cost us anything. It was really a great opportunity. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we do our banking with them, and I'm, I'm not trying to throw a plug to them, but it was kind of fun. <laughs> but I am. It, well, it was kind of fun. It was just it was a good time. Sure. And, I, and I think about when you mentioned the interview, because we have a tendency to, to talk too much, uh, mm. is what the problem is. It can't shut up. You well, know? you know, I, th- I think that's, it's a, it can be a great thing in the right time, and thankfully, we have as much time as we want. So. Well, I Thank thought you were going to tell the story about how we met. You and I? Oh, that, that was even better. That was even better. I'll save that for the next interview. That was a great time. Yeah. Now, is it just when we met or what we did after we met? Oh, jeez. Yeah. You don't Drove home? It was, it, was, it was a dark and stormy night. We were both with our wives, but it was a uh, good story. I'll yeah. save it for the next time. No, that still doesn't, that still sits wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there was no trading other than spirits. Oh, God. And he's got a beautiful wife. Uh, <laughs> so do and you. now after all that, I'm going to throw my plugs in there. Um, so this is the Food About Town podcast. You can find me at Food About Town on Facebook, at Stromi, S-T-R-O-M-I-E, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you know any interesting restaurant stuff popping up or you happen to go out for the uh, for one of the Truce events, let me know and make sure you let the guys know too. Um, as this was an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming over, and I Thank hope you. to see you all soon. Thank, Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. Thanks, Cheers. Chris. See you.